a monkey is by nature restless and if you tie a scorpion to its tail it becomes even more agitated on top of that if it has got hysteria think of its situation and further you make it drink some intoxicating intellect destroying alcohol what will be the condition of that monkey is like a machine that is constantly generating thoughts thoughts are little bundles of energy that have a tremendous impact upon us there is so much of energy in the atmosphere you can't see it but If you take a transistor set and start turning the knob you will catch station after radio station it shows that these waves were present in the atmosphere similarly our thoughts are also like subtle waves they impact us in so many ways First of all they impact our appearance. You look at somebody and say why are you so sad today? That person's thoughts created the appearance of sadness. And you look at somebody else and say oh your feet are not falling on the ground. What's the good news? Again the thoughts changed the appearance. So these thoughts at present are not in control or focus. I like to give the analogy of the television set of olden days. In the 1970s when the television had just come out in India. We used to have these very basic kind of sets. where a channel would come up then it would disappear and then another channel would come up and that would disappear and sometimes the channel would start slipping or lines would appear in the same way is our mind we think of something and then something else and then a third thing and back to the first thing now why is this happening inside if a car is out of control it goes here then there then returns you would say there are two possibilities either the machinery is defective the axle rod is broken and hence the steering wheel has lost control over the wheels or else the machinery is perfect but the driver is inebriated and that is why he is not controlling the car 
Similarly, if our thoughts are not properly channeled, there is one of two possibilities. Either the machinery is defective or else we are not controlling it properly. Now, any of us who is listening to this talk doesn't have defective machinery. Otherwise, there's a very remote chance that you would care to listen to this. The greater probability is that we have not learned to manage the machinery of the mind. So how do you manage this machinery? In this regard, there are two yogic schools of thought. Primarily, of course, there are subdivisions. But in the Vedic system, there is Jnana Yoga and there is Bhakti Yoga. Jnana Yoga states that thinking is giving problems to you. Stop the thinking process. Reduce your thinking, reduce your thinking. And in this way, from the cervical state, make your mind nirvikal. Make it thoughtless. Man kumar to beda par. Now, the Bhakti path takes a different perspective. It says, to make this mind thoughtless is extremely difficult. It is next to impossible. Rather than doing that, you divert the mind towards God. It's just like you are driving a bicycle. Now, if you say, I wish to stop the forward movement by applying my brakes, it becomes an unstable condition. You will either fall to the left or the right. You can't retain your balance. But instead, if you just turn the handle, the forward movement will stop because the bike is now moving in this direction. Similarly, Bhakti Yoga states, don't stop thinking. Think of God. Make your mind Krishnamay, divine. What is the problem with the path of Jnana Yoga? It's extremely difficult. The nature of this mind is such that it constantly keeps working. And to bring it to a state where it stops working is unnatural to the functioning of the mind. There is the beautiful illustrative story of a sadhu who used to live up in the Himalayas and beyond in Tibet. His name was Milareba. In the nearby village, a rumor spread that this sadhu has a Siddh mantra. If you chant it, you will get Siddhis or mystic abilities. One villager came up to his monastery and he said, Sir, I've heard you have a Siddh mantra. If we chant it, we get mystic abilities. 
Can you please give it to me? Melarepa said, I don't have any such Siddh mantras. My intent of spirituality is different. The Buddha said, the goal is to purify the mind and not learn how to walk on water or transport objects. The villager said, sir, you are avoiding me. Until you give me the mantra, I will not move from your ashram. Milarepa said, so be it. What do I care? But after 24 hours, his sadhana started getting disturbed. He said, my dear fellow, you are causing a nuisance to me. Can you please leave? The villager said, sir, I'm willing to die, but I will not leave without the mantra. Milarepa thought how to get rid of this man now. So he said, all right, I'll give you the Siddh Mantra. Really? He was all ears. Tell me, sir, the Siddh Mantra is Om. Om? It's a Siddh Mantra? Yes. If you chant it, you will get mystic abilities. But there is a condition to it. Don't bring any monkeys to your mind. What do you mean? I mean, don't think of any monkeys henceforth. Otherwise, all this chanting will become useless. The villager said, Sir, I have never thought of monkeys all my life. Why should I start thinking of them now? Milarepa said, I have cautioned you. Now it's up to you. The man returned from there with a sense of accomplishment. Now I have the Sib Mantra. I just need to chant Om, Om, Om and not think of monkeys. What should I not think of? Monkeys. What was the consequence? He's doing Om, Om, Om. One portion of the mind is acting like the operator. Chant Om, Om. And the other portion of the mind is acting like the monitor. Am I thinking of monkeys or not? What is the consequence? He was doing Om, Om, don't think of monkeys, Om, Om. The mind said, is there a monkey watching me from behind? He looked back. Oh no, there was no monkey. My God, what did I do? I thought of a monkey. All my chanting has become useless. All right, this time I'll chant Om, Om and not think of monkeys. So he was walking back home, Om, Om, don't think of monkeys, Om, don't think of monkeys, don't think of monkeys, don't think of monkeys. And then he said, are there monkeys on the street there? Oh my God, they were human beings. I did it once again. Now, the more he would scold his mind, the more disturbed his mind would become. And what was the consequence? He started seeing monkeys everywhere. His thoughts became monkey mind. He said, things are getting out of control. Let me go home, take a cold water bath and then with a fresh mind, I'll chant home, home and not think of monkeys. However, while taking the bath, he thought he saw a monkey there. He said, where did you get in from? The wife said, my dear husband, who's got in? This monkey, monkey in the restroom? No, 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 it's got into my mind. So he had his bath, he said, all right, nevertheless, 
let me go to my puja room and pick up the rosary beads and chant om om without thinking of monkeys however when he reached the altar he thought he saw a big monkey sitting there with the rosary saying om om he lost to his might he went back to the sage milarepa and said sir this mantra you gave me please take it back give it to me in my next life but don't tell me that i should not think of monkeys or i will definitely think of them so such is the nature of this monkey mind in the ramayan goswami tulsidas ji maharaj the writer of the ram charitmanas states grah grihit punibat vash tapuni bichi mar process given in the vedic scriptures in the bhagavad gita lord krishna says manmana bhava madbhakto madhyaji maam namaskuru this is the only line that has come twice in the 700 verses of the bhagavad gita lord krishna says arjun don't stop thinking divert the mind to god learn to see this world is belonging to him learn to see him in everybody learn to see yourself as the servant of god learn to do everything as an offering unto him not only will your material thoughts stop but your life will become divine and it will be an offering at the altar of the supreme lord that then is the way to uplift this mind and make our lives blessed